One of the things we talk about a lot at Healing Care is the issue of core longings. The whole idea is that God has made us all to have these deep longings inside. We often talk about these longings, the longing for security and significance, understanding, purpose, the, under, the longing for love and the longing to belong. And we all long for those things and they're good. They were placed there by God and their purpose in part is to drive us toward God because God wants to be the source of all of those longings. One of the things he talks about in Ezekiel 14 is that God's children began to turn to other things to fulfill those longings, and that didn't in any way please God because he said, your heart belongs to me. In essence, I want to be the one that provides all that you need to feel loved and belong, to be secure and significant, to understand your purpose and to be personally understood. Now, when we talk about core longings, we recognize that God is the source of core longings, but he uses many resources. God can show me his love for me and fulfill my longing for love through the relationship I have with my wife. She's a resource that God uses. I better never turn to her to fulfill that longing, but she can certainly be a resource that God uses ultimately teaching me to fulfill and satisfy my deepest longings in him. Now, there's a reason I wanted to introduce this theme this way. I want to talk to you about the core longing of security. And I want to relate that, if you will, to how we often seek to gain security in our lives in order that we feel that our future is taken care of. So, with that in mind, I want to refer you back to something I've shared with you before about Viktor Frankl. I know you're aware that Viktor Frankl was a great psychiatrist. He had been captured by the Nazis, he himself being Jewish. He spent years suffering through concentration camps. And when he came out, he began to write about a more existential understanding of life. And that life is to have meaning. But one of the things that he said is that many people, prior to being captured and experiencing the Holocaust, many Jews had sought to gain power as a way of being secure. And part of the way they sought to gain power was accumulating, accumulating wealth. Now, I don't want you to think I'm saying it isn't important to save. I believe it is. I believe that we should invest into our future. But the problem is when we believe that that investment that we have, that 401k, that bank account, is what ultimately is going to make our future secure. Of course, if you happen to have been of the Jewish race and you lived in Nazi Germany, 
you could have accumulated all the wealth that you wanted and felt that that gave you very great power to go forward into life with security, but then all of a sudden, it was completely taken away. And one of the things that Viktor Frankl points to is that individuals who had invested their security, not their dollars, but their security in the accumulation of wealth were some of the first to experience despair, desolation, and death. Now, let me put these two pieces together. It's not a bad thing for us to save. I have a good friend. He always says you should spend a little, save a little, and give some to the Lord. And that threefold approach to finances is good advice. But where we get into trouble is when we begin to look at that bank account or the accumulation of goods as a statement about our future security. Only because of this, we don't know what the future is going to bring. And there are circumstances in which that which we saved up suddenly can be taken from us. And if we've placed our future security and our present security, if you will, on how much we've accumulated, can you see how absolutely dangerous that is? How unwise it is? There's a story in Scripture. It comes in the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 12, it's verses 16 to 21. It's a story of a man that had accumulated wealth, but he decided to tear down his barn in order that he could build bigger barns in order that then he would have even more, again, the word I want to use, security into the future. But one of the things the scripture tells us is that that was a a very unwise way for him to invest because in the end, what happened was he lost all that he had gained. It's called the parable, actually, of the rich fuel. You see, I think it's important that we recognize that our ultimate security is to be in the Lord. And it's something that we probably have to check over and over and over again. Lord, to what degree do I feel that my future is sound because of what I've accumulated and the investments I have made? Now, it could very well be that nothing will ever happen and that those investments will grow and you'll reach a retirement and be able to draw from those, and that would be very, very good. But to be honest with you, there are many, many things that can happen that all of a sudden it is changed. I know my own parents who are now with Jesus 
had done their best to save. But when my mother ended up having Alzheimer and she needed to be placed in a nursing home, it wasn't a very long period of time before everything they had was gone. There are other individuals that maybe because of the way they invested their money, they too experience loss. And the point I'm trying to get to is this issue of ultimately recognizing that our security is in God. We use wisdom to prepare the best we can, but our hearts always belong to God. I think I mentioned recently that I've been reading the Minor Prophets, and I was reading Zechariah today, and all of a sudden the words from chapter 4 again came, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. It's not how strong I am. It's not how much I've accumulated but it's the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life who guides and directs and in many ways broods over my present and my future and that I need to declare my trust in that. And if I begin to wander off to place more and more emphasis on what I may have done to invest and to gain As the parable tells us, what happens when our life is required before God? We will be measured, I believe, in the kingdom not by the degree to which we have accumulated, but by the intimacy that we have with the Lord and the trust that ultimately He is the one that can meet the deepest needs of our lives. And by the way, this is an issue for those that have little and those that have a lot. The anxiety of not having enough is a real anxiety. How do we then turn to the Lord and we cry out to him and we place our security in him? The same thing if we happen to have a lot of goods. Because... The future of our lives is ultimately wrapped in to this scripture. This scripture right here in Zechariah chapter 4. The future is not going to be about the amount of power we've gained or about the amount of might that we have, but about the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I was reflecting on Psalm 73, verse 26. It simply says, God is my portion. It's important that we remember that. This is part of the promise that Jesus gives us in the Sermon on the Mount when he talks about God takes care of the birds of the field and he adorns the field with the flowers that he plants. And that that same commitment God makes to us.
that ultimately he is our portion. He is our security. So I guess the prayer or the question or the challenge today is, Lord, would you show me where I am not placing my future in your hands? Where I'm finding my security in what I may have done? And will you remind me that ultimately the one great place to place security is in you, trusting that you will take care of us, you will provide, and that you hold our future in the very palm of your hand.